Abba, thank you for the opportunity yet again for this new day, Father. Your teaching, your truth, your knowledge, your wisdom, guidance for my brothers and my sisters, and your truth. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Okay, so um gonna share something interesting. This is probably gonna be rather short um <laughs> for a change. It depends. If I get caught up sharing his word, I'm gonna get going. <laughs> but um I just want to share with you the profundities of of issues and things that we get ourselves caught up into and involved in and then God will take and turn everything and make it good or um, and he makes things into a lesson something that is meant to help us to grow and things that are to uh, improve ours and situations and we so oftentimes we don't see that as taking place uh, we don't like to be chastised or reprimanded or things are done, but you have to understand that a loving father will do these things to the child in order to strengthen their life, their faith, however you want to call it and look at it. It's for a reason and a purpose, and God does it for our benefit. Everything God does is for our benefit. It's nothing that we do that we in any way, shape, or form earn it. And when we start thinking that way, we become very, very close to jumping into that uh, thing that was shared by one of our uh, church elders and ministers, and that's called judgmentalism. And that puts us into a position to judge everyone else and then sinfully, erroneously, and <laughs> inappropriately start judging what God is doing and what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in our guidance and taking care of us which God has promised to do always when he tells us that he will be with us wherever we go. And I've shared numerous times that's not talking about map points from point A to point B or lineage direction. It's talking about wherever we're at. In our joy, God is rejoicing with us. In the valleys and, and slumps, God is there. We just don't see him because we're not looking for him and we're not talking about him. We're so worried about, oh, woe is me. Oh, poor, poor, pitiful me. Nobody loves me. Everyone hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. Well, God would rather you not do that, but you're not willing to listen for the guidance. And I, I get caught up in that. But he showed me something very, very, very early this morning. I was... I'm dealing with some issues I've shared, of course, with this medical thing that's going on and, and um, <laughs> the supposed insurance company that is getting paid premiums but has yet 
not done what they're doing, but then dealing with the customer service and trying to get through and the agitation, the frustration, and then trying to figure out, but was not approaching it the way that I'm told to do because I was getting agitated. I was becoming resentful. I was becoming very frustrated. So in letting this go, (laughs) um, the Holy Spirit was talking to me as I was reading one of their messages back. And I was just like, wow. And then all of a sudden the voice came in as he does in that quiet voice. Wasn't like, now, are you listening? No, I didn't do that. He came up still on that small voice that he uses. He says, does this not appear to be familiar to you? And what I was reading and what I was dealing with 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 this alleged customer service and repeating was that, is this not what I'm doing in non-forgiveness or unforgiveness and that we are to forgive and step beyond and be in all things God-centered, Christ-centered and dealing in his compassion. So what God was sharing with me and what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me is that forgiveness that we have to deal with in this plane of existence has to be done the way God does it. And that my agitation and frustration was exactly what I was trying to share. I was allowing myself to become agitated and was not willing to go into the forgiveness part and you know what they were trying to do repeatedly to get me to repeatedly do basically their job and I was getting more agitated. But here's the, the point that the Lord was making was that, wait a minute, this is a forgiveness step. And when you are doing and coming back and forgiveness, and I do, but on your in your plane of existence and in your walking that you don't want to, and... God used the situation that I am in and was going through and still in the midst of, but what he was using this at was a lesson that he was giving to me to understand and a better illustration for forgiveness, as frustrating as it may be, but that he was using that that we need to we need to hold on to that forgiveness because what this allows, and I, I shared this with you already, is that if we don't do that and we become um, we become not unforgiving through anything that we're doing and dealing with, that we allow the enemy to build up a foundation for a stronghold of resentment, agitation, anger, um, bitterness. It goes into a lot of things, but this is all based on 
unforgiveness, which then turns into resentments, which then turns into anger, which then turns into judgmentalism, which then becomes blame, which then becomes... And these are the foundational bricks that the enemy lays in our mindset and tries to get them in our heart so that we are holding on to that and not to that thing called compassion, kindness, love, and light which God has put into us and wants that to be our rule. And if we allow the enemy to put his foundational bricks in there, then we are doing contrary to what we are asked to do by God. So in all things, in all things, and I'm gonna say it again, in all things, we need to have God first and Think on those things which are good and pure and righteous. Paul wrote that to us. And we need to think on all those things which are of heaven first. And we are told also in the word to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be given unto me, given unto you the goodness, the kindness, and all those things will come. But we have to seek that thing from God first. Seek those heavenly, that heavenly thought process needs to be in us first. We need to think on all things as Christ would treat them and how he would do. We need to be forgiven. We can't not forgive anything or anyone. When we do that, we are then leaving ourselves wide open to those foundational bricks that the enemy will start putting in place. But here's the thing too that we have to remember is that God's strength in our weakness. So when we are weak, he is strong and he gives us the capability and the authority to be able to pull down those foundational strongholds that the enemy is trying to put in there. And we have to remember to reach out and do that. We have to remember to reach out for that. I'm going to... um, Pardon me here, I'm... uh, trying to find that specific verse. Ah, that is in my brother Paul. And we can go over to his letter to, and it's uh, it's very specific that we're going into the book of Corinthians, and I, I share this with you. Um, it's his second letter to um, oh wow. This is very important because the church of Corinth was at 
was having some issues and things that he brought to him. This is important, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to read from you from, from the first verse, because it's important. Very important, and it has to do with uh, different steps and aspects of forgiveness and things that we, we walk through, and it's very important that we hear this. And this is God's truth, knowledge, and wisdom through Paul. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. Meekness and gentleness of the anointed of God, our Jesus Christ. And this is important because that's what he is. Who in presence and base among you, but being absent and bold towards you, Paul is trying to explain to them that he's not anything above, but he is trying to explain to them in the truth, knowledge, and wisdom from God through Jesus Christ that he is being bold toward them, which we're told to do, be upright, bold, and courageous, not confrontational. Paul's not being confrontational, but he's being bold and upright, and he's sharing with them the truth. The truth, knowledge, and wisdom of the Lord God, our sovereign Lord, and this is what I'm doing with you, sharing his truth. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as we, as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. This is an important aspect also is that we don't waste our energy and our spiritual energy and that time arguing and fussing with neighbors or somebody that said something or we deal with a rumor and then we start getting agitated with those that are here physically with us. That's not what we are warriors about. That's a waste of energy, a waste of time. We are in a spiritual warfare and we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit to guide us through that and be with us through that and the spiritual warfare that we need to exercise and carrying the sword of truth, knowledge of his truth. We need to hold on to that. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of the anointed of God, our Christ. And I keep plugging that in there because that's what the word means, anointed of God. So many people get Jesus all crosswise and twisted up with his name and all this and Oh, Jesus is his first name, Emmanuel is a middle name, and then Christ is his last name. Well, no, wrong. Sorry, but that's not correct. Um, Jesus is the name that he was given by the angel because the name Jesus means Savior. Emmanuel is that, and the angel also told Mary that, or told Joseph and Mary that they would, he would be called Emmanuel because that means God with us or God in us. So now you have Savior, God in us, God with us, 
And then the word Christ means anointed of God. So if you want to go through Jesus' whole name, Jesus, Emmanuel, Christ, Bar Joseph. We shared that before. Because he is from Joseph and Mary, and Joseph being the head of the house, that's how he would be named. Kind of like they do the, the surnames here when you have a marriage contract and the woman will take the husband they are used to, and now it's now they hyphenate. <laughs> so um, this is what I'm talking about. Having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So being bold and upright in God's righteousness. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts himself that he is Christ's, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ's. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, authority which the Lord hath given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed. As Paul is telling him, he says, I'm going to share this with you. Jesus has given us authority. And he did. I shared that with you already. In Luke, he gives us that. And he repeatedly, he gives us authority. And that we are to be in his likeness and his said, And the authority that he has is that of God. In truth, knowledge, and wisdom. And not for ours to beat up on anybody, but to exercise and reflect that that God has put into us and that we seek his word and his way and his truth so that we can do this thing that he's calling us to do. It's for our edification, our uplifting learning and not for us to fall down and get broken because we didn't do it right. That's not what it's about. Everything he does is for our uplifting and nurturing and our fortifying of faith. And this is very important because this thing in my dealing with this and and then the Holy Spirit simply says, does this look familiar? Yes, because this is exactly how I am acting in coming to you for forgiveness. <coughs> And that you always forgive, that you always will forgive. And he tells us that always. And he tells me that when I come to him. And if we go back to the book of Psalms, we can see that many try to point their finger at at judgmentalism at David and Solomon. And they go through the Bible and they try to say, how can you do that? How can you use them? How can you? Wait a second. Hold on right there. Get off your judgmental high horse and get down back where you need to be and ask the Holy Spirit to guide your steps and to guard your tongue because when you start belittling or degrading somebody who's sharing the truth and knowledge of God, you better be very careful on this because Jesus told us right before he told us that we have that authority that I saw Satan fall from heaven as lightning. Why? Because Satan tried to be God's judge and the others that were following in his truth and knowledge and tempted to usurp his authority and his sovereignty, and he was cast out. 
I say this to let you be warned and be cautious. Do not allow judgmentalism to take you to that high horse that you sometimes will ride on and try to ride up the steps of the judgment seat because that is not your authority and God's authority only. Paul is talking about that we don't look for this as destruction, that we look at it and, and on this plane of existence, we don't want to be uh, chastised or corrected. We don't like that. But just what he says, for our edification, edification means uplifting education or information that uplifts you and doesn't put you down. And anything that God does is for our benefit for our strength, for our uh, encouragement. And even when the Holy Spirit is teaching, it's not to belittle or put down and degrade. The blame and all that comes from one place and one place only, and that comes from he who is the destroyer, the thief, and the liar. It doesn't come from God. It doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is uplifting and teaching us to fortify our faith. And Paul is trying to get them to understand this. Uh, further in verse nine, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters, for his letters say they are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. So Paul is, as told them before, he says, I'm, I'm just telling you exactly what it is. I'm weak, I'm not a big, powerful person. And that strength comes from the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Um, further in verse 11, let us, let, such and one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will be also indeed when we are present. So what he's saying is if you're gonna write these letters, that make sure that when you're with them, that you're showing them the same thing you're talking about. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Oh yeah, I did that. Look what I did. Attaboy me and patting themselves. And they're so caught up in patting themselves on each other's backs that they dislocate shoulders and elbows and that they are not wise. Jesus tried to point this out with the Sanhedrin many times, and this is one of the things that they're trying to, he's trying to get people to understand, that you don't go around clapping yourself on the back and saying what a job well done you did when in fact you did not. But that individuals get so caught up in that and then you start comparing yourselves to other people. Oh, look what we did so good. Yeah, we did this. And churches even do that, brothers and sisters. They do. Oh, look what we did. We did this so good. We did that so good. And man, how, man, we did this. And, and actually, <laughs> if you read those books in Revelation that Jesus gave that vision to John and he wrote that in the church and he's talking about one of the churches who thought themselves so high and mighty and that they had gained so much in their uh, 
offerings that they were able to do this and that, but they thought themselves rich and they were not doing that which God called them to do. They were so caught up in clapping themselves on the back. Further in verse 13, <coughs> pardon me. But we will not boast of such things without our measure, but according to the measure, the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. Not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly to preach the gospel to preach the good news in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand, but he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. Paul saying, no clapping yourself on the back because that's not what it's about. You got to teach through the word, follow the rule of faith, and the rule of faith takes you from the back to the front and the front to the back through the word, seeking his word, seeking his truth, knowledge, and wisdom, and to share that with others, and not to glory in self, but to glory in God. I get my blessings from being able to share with you God blesses me that way as, and I'm hoping that I, I bless, I pray, <coughs> pardon me, that my words that I share being the truth of God, his truth, knowledge, and wisdom, and I don't stretch this out to put myself above any authority. And I'm not putting myself above anyone else. I'm just sharing his truth. Brothers and sisters, everything that God does is to fortify our faith. And I love the fact that he teaches me, <laughs> even in the midst of this that I'm going through and what's happening and, and through that thing, give me a little tap on my ear. Does this look familiar? Yes, Lord, it does. Thank you, Father, for teaching me Thank you, Father, for allowing me to share and that your truth, knowledge, and your wisdom is going out into the world, Father God, as you've told us to do. Brothers and sisters, you are in my prayers. Am I going out? Am I coming in daily and constantly? You have a good, blessed day.